Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the Drinks with Allie podcast, where we're talking everything from red, red wine to pina coladas. I'm your host, as always, and my name is Allie. Today is Monday, January 4th. Can you believe it? The first episode of 2021. I have to say, I am so, so very sorry for missing Friday's episode. Do you ever just have one of those days where time just slips away from you completely? Well, that was 110% me on Friday last week. So today's episode is episode number eight instead of episode number nine, like it should have been, but that's okay. We all need a little vacay every once in a while, right? Today is also a mixed drink Monday, which means we are talking about a single drink or spirit or something to do with just a cocktail or spirit-based drink. This week, we're talking about the daiquiri. Um, so just like last week, we'll start with a little history of the daiquiri. Um, we'll throw in a little pop culture here and there, and we'll talk variations on the standard. And then we'll leave you with some recipes, just like last time. So I have to say, the daiquiri is my all-time favorite cocktail. Yes, I'm very much a gin gal, as in gin is my absolute favorite base spirit. But boy, oh boy, is the daiquiri my absolute favorite cocktail. Oh, For the purposes of this podcast, a daiquiri means a classic shaken cocktail. We'll talk about the frozen version a little later on, but for now, the daiquiri, when we say daiquiri, is the shaken version. Now, why is it my favorite cocktail? For one, it's super balanced. The sugar and the acid components are completely balanced, making it a refreshing but strong, but not too punchy, so it's not going to knock you on your feet to have a sip, uh, cocktail. Two, so the second reason, uh, at Bacardi Legacy Cocktail Competition every year, um, we enjoy many a daiquiri. So since Legacy is my favorite cocktail comp and I love getting to go, I think that every time I drink a daiquiri, it makes me think about all these great memories that I have from going to Legacy over the years. Uh, So it's a bit of a, a one, two for me. It's definitely a balanced drink and it brings back a lot of memories and makes me remember a lot of cool people that I've gotten to meet over the years. Um, Alrighty, on to the history of the daiquiri. So just like the grasshopper that we talked about last week, the daiquiri is a pre-prohibition cocktail, but it's even older than the grasshopper. According to the legendary history of the daiquiri, it was invented in 1898, making it almost 125 years of deliciousness that we've had the daiquiri around for. Its invention is credited to an American mining engineer by the name of Jennings Cox in the mining town of Daiquiri in Cuba, just down near Santiago um, along the coast. So legend has it that while entertaining some American guests, Cox ran out of gin, oh dear, and not wanting to serve the local rum straight up, he added sugar and lime juice. Now it has been said that the Daiquiri was already at that point a Cuban specialty, and it's also been said that Cox was assisted in creating this drink by a Cuban engineer by the name of, I'm probably going to butcher this really badly, so I'm really sorry, uh, Puglici, P-A-G-L-I-U-C-H-I. But no one really knows for sure, um, and it is In most, and if not all, cocktail books, Cox is credited with the creation of the daiquiri. So we'll just kind of roll with Cox made the daiquiri first. Uh, 
It should be noted that according to the legend of the Cox invention, the recipe called for Bacardi Superior or the white Bacardi uh, rum, um, which makes this recipe unique in that it's the first pre-prohibition cocktail or really pre-1950s cocktail to call for a specific brand. Prior to that period, it was more common in a recipe to just say gin or rum or vodka or whiskey without taking into account the actual brand that you were using. Uh, so back to the daiquiri's history. It, until 1909, the daiquiri remains mostly a local drink, uh, so mostly drunk in Cuba and generally just around daiquiri itself. It, at this point, though, Rear, Rear Admiral Lucius W. Johnson, a Navy medical officer from the U.S., tries the drink at Cox's and takes it back to Washington. And its American popularity and therefore its kind of worldwide popularity kind of grows from there. Um, in the 1940s, it becomes exceedingly popular since rum wasn't rationed as, or at least not as heavily as things like whiskey, brandy, and um, vodka, sorry. Um, it kind of helps to grow the popularity of the cocktail. Um, also, there was a, a policy, sorry, called the good neighbor policy, which allowed for more trading with the uh, Latin American countries in the U.S. versus going abroad to the Euro to European countries or to kind of Asian countries. So that was a bit of a factor as well for the reasoning behind that. So, um, but also in the 1920s, Ernest Hemingway, the very famous writer, falls for the cocktail and even has his own variation created for him while in Cuba. Um, he obviously takes it when he goes to France and he's a famous writer in France during the Second World War. Um, in the 1960s, JFK introduces the cocktail to the White House and um, Jackie Kennedy has, teaches the staff how to make them herself, which is kind of cool. And then unfortunately in the 80s, it's turned into the sweet slushy drink that most people associate with the daiquiri. But thankfully in the 1990s, um, Dale DeGroff kickstarts the cocktail revival and the daiquiri gets to return to its classic shaken state. So it has a bit of a kind of storied history, similar to that grasshopper. It does see its revival quite a bit earlier than the grasshopper, again, with only being three cocktails and the base is rum. It's a little easier to play with than the grasshopper where you're kind of looking for different ingredients all the time. All right, so recipes. That's why we're all here, right? We want to know how to make this drink. Uh, so the first kind of legendary Cox recipe sees the bartender pack a tall glass, a.k.a. A Collins glass, so a tall skinny glass, with cracked ice. You then pour a teaspoon of sugar over it, the juice of one to two limes. Then over top of all that, you pour two to three ounces of your white rum uh, over all of that ice. A long-handled spoon or bar spoon uh, is used to stir everything to together, frosting the glass completely. Now, it quickly changed 
to the more classic variation that we use today. For this recipe, you're going to grab your shaker. If you don't have a cocktail shaker, no worries. Find a mason jar or another jar that seals well, so it has a, a lid that you can screw on tightly, um, and add a handful or so of ice. Now, personally, I prefer using a mason jar if I'm not using a cocktail shaker because it's a little easier to get it undone. So to your shaker or your jar, you're going to add two ounces of white rum. Any good quality rum will do. You don't have to use Bacardi Superior, but you can if you want to, to make like that really super classic recipe um, and kind of the most traditional. Then you're going to add one ounce of lime juice to your shaker. Now, fresh lime juice, fresh squeezed, is always best, but boy, oh boy, are limes expensive. I have and do use bottled lime juice when limes aren't in season here and are therefore more expensive. Um, you can obviously, if you get them on sale, squeeze a bunch. You can freeze the juice uh, or just keep it in your fridge. You can add a tiny bit of high-proof alcohol, so like vodka to it, and it'll keep it from going off a little bit longer. But it really is uh, hard to keep it fresh. And then you're going to add three quarters of an ounce of simple syrup. So simple syrup is equal parts sugar and boiling water mixed together until they make kind of a nice syrupy texture. Um, sometimes I do, depending on my guest or who I'm making the cocktail for, I will do um, kind of one-in-one -one lime juice and simple syrup, just kind of knowing the preference of the person that I'm serving it to. So you're going to put the top on your shaker next, give it a vigorous shake, and strain it into a chilled glass. So that's one that's cold but isn't filled with ice anymore. So that's kind of um, how you do that. So you'd put your ice in your glass, and then as when you're finished making your cocktail, you dump your glass out and strain your cocktail into it. Okay, the most famous variation is by far the Hemingway daiquiri, uh, invented at the Al Floridita bar in Havana when Mr. Ernest Hemingway asked for double the booze and no sugar in a daiquiri. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but that sounds super unbalanced to me. It sounds like a lot of liquor, not a lot of sweetness, and a whole lot of lime juice. Uh, so eventually, bartenders corrected the imbalance by adding maraschino liqueur and grapefruit juice. So for this recipe, this time in our shaker, we are going to add that handful of ice again, two ounces of white rum, half an ounce of maraschino liqueur. So this is distilled from maraschino cherries and has a more herbal and nutty flavor versus being like a cherry liqueur. So um, there's obviously always a bunch of different looking bottles, but like the most classic version that most people know has like um, weaved rattan around the bottle. Looks like an old school Italian wine bottle. Um, and then you add three quarters of an ounce of fresh lime juice, or again, that bottled lime juice if you have to, and half an ounce of grapefruit juice. Shake it all up and strain it into your glass, but this time your glass is going to be filled with crushed ice. Um, of course, no, I couldn't leave you guys without the classic frozen strawberry daiquiri recipe, now could I? For this one, put away your shaker, get out that blender, because we're going to make some blender drinks. Into your blender, add five to six ice cubes. I'd go with average size freezer tray ice cubes. No need to go the big one by one inch square cubes or round squares. That's going to be a lot harder to, for your blender to work with. Um, toss in four to five large strawberries. Add one and a half ounces of 
white rum. Now, personally, I like to do two ounces of white rum. That's just me. Um, three quarters of an ounce of lime juice and one ounce of rich syrup. So similar to simple syrup, but this time we do two to one sugar to water. So it makes it a little bit sweeter, a little bit thicker. Um, we pop top on our blender because we don't want to have any accidents in our kitchen that involves strawberries on our ceiling and blend it until smooth. Pour it into a margarita glass or a big wine glass and probably stick a straw in there. Now, a note on blending drinks. I find if you stop just before you think it's super smooth, it's a little bit better. Otherwise, it gets really liquidy and loses its desired thick, slushy texture. Um, so that's for any blended drink that I make, whether it's uh, pina colada, daiquiri, doesn't matter what it is. That's uh, how I like to do them. Alrighty. Now, if you want to make a strawberry daiquiri, but you don't want to do the whole blender thing. You can make strawberry or really any fruit syrup. So what you can do is when you're boiling your water, you can either A, add sugar and, your fr and fruit and reduce them down and strain them off. So you're kind of making like a compote at that point, but you want to make it a little liquidier than that. Or you can juice your fruit and add that to make up half or more than half of the liquid in your simple syrup batch. Um, and then you just swap your fruit syrup for your regular simple syrup in the recipe. Now, I've done this for strawberries, blueberries, raspberries, and cherries. They're all great. They're all delicious. And they do each bring a different component to them. Um, and it's a great way to experiment with different flavor profiles um, as well. So with that, my friends, we will wrap up today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it, and I hope that this gives you some inspirations for drinking some daiquiris different than just that traditional frozen blender strawberry sweetness that you're going to find. Um, as always, if you want to leave a question, comment, or show topic, I would love to hear what you guys want to know about. Drop me an email at drinkswithally at gmail.com. So that's D-R-I-N-K-S-W-I-T-H-A-L-I at gmail.com. You can head on over to the website and fill in the contact form. So that's drinkswithally.com. Again, D-R-I-N-K-S-W-I-T-H-A-L-I.com. Or you can send me a message, private message, direct message, whatever you want to call it, through any of the social medias. So that's Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, I keep saying that we're going to get that MeWe group going, and I promise I will this week, guys. Um, you can leave me a message on any of those. You can also, don't forget, find us on Spotify. We're making Spotify playlists for different drinks or bridles that match with different songs or artists. Um, so with that, my friends, go out there and have a fabulous week. Fill your glass with something tasty. Cheers, everyone.